Hey, what is going on, Clips fans? Happy 8th Seed Monday! Chuck Mockler here, here to take you through the Clippers' win over the Pelicans that did clinch that play-in spot. It is Monday here on Locked on Clippers, which means we're bringing you the Terrence Mann VORP watch. Every week we like to talk Terrence, as well as go over the Luke Kennard progress report. A lot of good stuff in there, and some interesting questions kind of about the playoff rotation when Norm comes back, which we will be addressing on the Freshies every Monday again. We talk the new guys on the team and just new happenings. We're going to talk some new records being set by the Clippers this weekend. It was fantastic. We're going to get right into it. Uh, here at Locked on Clips, we're coming at you five days a week. I am positive Chuck Mockler. William the Opinion Updike is usually here, but he is unavoidably detained today. We are brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. So, the Clippers finally got a win over the Pels, 119 100. They finished the season 1 3 versus the Pels. But the most important thing here is that we clinched the eighth seed. We did it. There was some tension. I think on our last Friday episode, some people were worried we might not do it. But you know what? We did. We will most likely be meeting the Timberwolves. And, yeah, we can kind of relax in terms of the standings and just hope we have some good process. That is kind of the theme of this game, actually. This game, in terms of what we liked, was the process. We're going to highlight a couple guys right here first, though. Marcus Morris, great on both ends. 22 points, 8 of 13 shooting, 4 of 6 from 3. And the, the best part of this performance, I think, was he looked engaged on defense. He had a block in the second quarter when we were kind of tightening the screws um, on that end versus the Pels, which was great. He's hit his ramp up at the right time. Um, it was a, We've talked about it on this podcast, it was kind of a flat ramp sometimes. Uh, maybe it went down at other times. But he's gelling at the right time uh, with everybody else kind of in terms of the defensive part of the ball, which is great. Um, and yeah, just great to see um, another solid game from him. Paul George had 15-5-7. He only made threes. He went 5-7 of seven from deep. We're going to talk about that and kind of what we didn't like. But, you know, he was playing at Paul George's speed, which I think uh, is kind of the biggest takeaway we need to take from these final stretch of games. Is, is Paul George looking comfortable within the game around him? Is he dictating the pace? And he really was, even when he wasn't hitting efficiently um, in this game. The offense tonight, we were great on both sides of the ball, but the offense shot the lights out to start and then kept up. There weren't any super uh, horrific droughts. We had seven guys in double digits. Avica Zubats, 16 and 14, putting in work from the second that this one started. Um, his passing out of the short roll was a nice glimpse into this offense's kind of potency and what is raised um, just when Paul George is there. We have guys you know, giving more space to Zoo to make the read and giving guys who are catching that pass more space to get the shot off. So shout out to Zoo. He was great in this one. Uh, Terrence and Luke were fantastic off the bench. They combined for 29 points, shot 12 of 20 from the floor, which is great. Just elite stuff from these two in terms of kind of bench guys tonight. Um, th we're going to get into this, um, you know, later in this episode, but there's kind of some questions being raised about what, um, you know, Luke Kennard's spot in the playoff rotation looks like. We're, we'll get into that, but just something to think about. Um, he was great tonight. Um, shot lights out from three. He was four of seven, so you know, just fantastic stuff from him. Uh, Robert Covington also had eight points. He was just outside that double-digit range. Um, just made a whole bunch of good plays out there. He forced a steal, then gave a kid a high five. The vibes are immaculate. Um, I mentioned we shot lights out. We finished 21 of 44 from three. I believe we shot 100%. Um, in the first quarter. This is the first time in team history that the Clips made 23s in back-to-back -back games after the massacre 
uh, in Milwaukee that happened um, this weekend. God, that was so fun. Basically, everyone but Reggie and Robert Covington lit it up from three. Reggie Jackson went one of nine. Robert Covington, two of six. Doesn't really matter since we won um, by 19 points. Nick Batum was two of four. Marcus Morris, uh, already mentioned, four of six. PG, five of seven. Luke, four of seven. And Isaiah Hartenstein, two for two. Way to go, big fella. He finished with 12 points and nine boards. He's really stepped it up on the glass lately. That's been kind of my knock against him and something kind of a worry uh, when it comes to this playoff rotation. But he's, he's stepped it up on that end, and it's been really great to see. There was a great lineup in this game that really kind of made it so we were keeping them at bay in the second quarter. Um, it was Terrence, Luke, Paul George, Robert Covington, and Isaiah Hartenstein. Paul George is thriving on this bench lineup. It is incredible how much better this lineup is with Paul George in it. Um, just good stuff all around. They were getting stops. They were, I mean, the ball movement on this lineup is fantastic. This also might have been the best transition offense game of the season. Um, Batum hit Reggie with a beautiful bounce pass on a fast break for a layup. Reggie then hit Terrence with a no-look pass for an easy dunk. Um, this is usually a sign that things are going very well for the Clippers, and they went well for the most part in this game. Um, other than the first quarter, the defense played phenomenal. Um, I, we led up, it was 31 points um, in the first quarter, but then the clamps just came down on the Pelicans. They held the Pels to 5 of 20 shooting in the second quarter for 7 turnovers. This is when Morris had a block. Um, just fantastic to see. There wasn't a whole lot to dislike in this one from the defensive side of the ball. No one scored more than 20 for the Pels. Ingram had just 11 field goal attempts. He got a tech at the end of this game. CJ McCollum had 19 points, but it took him 18 shots. Um, just just fantastic. I mean, Herb Jones... Sure, four of nine, whatever. He played great, I guess, for Herb Jones. Um, but no, it was, you really saw things kind of click for this team um, defensively after the first quarter. I will say, you know, you're not going to shoot 100% from three every quarter to make it so you can, you know, uh, just be fine giving up 31 points. But they figured it out, which was awesome. Um, a really funny thing happened post game. There were zero three point attempts from Jonas Valanciunas in this one. Ty Lue, Made sure to point that out immediately as his post-game presser began. So that's a fun time. We threw a bunch of different looks at him. Uh, Batum was on him early on. Uh, we also saw, like, Reggie on Jackson Hayes, which was kind of odd. I don't know. Tyloo's tinkering. It's fine. We won. Um, Reggie had 10 assists, just two turnovers. Good distribution stuff from Reggie. Solid decision-making. Just pretty good all around. Um, again... You know, we, we do these recaps where we do what we like, what we didn't like. There's not a whole bunch to kind of tangibly not like from this game. Um, we lost free throw attempts uh, 27 to 10, but fine, I guess. We lost boards 61 to 49, which sounds pretty heinous, but we only lost points in the paint by six, which is pretty incredible considering how well we were shooting from outside. Um, and we only lost second chance points by four. So it didn't do a whole lot of damage um, on the boards there. The insane three-point shooting carried us, but that's what's going to happen sometimes, and that's what this team is built to do sometimes. So I think that's it wasn't you know an anomaly that we shot forty-seven um, percent. Yes, that's an absurd percentage. I'm not saying that like pretending that it isn't, but it's not completely out of the realm of possibilities for this Clippers team to be carried by their three-point shooting. Um, I, I mentioned earlier, Paul George didn't make a two-point attempt or get any free throw attempts. I'm wondering if this is something to be worried about or something to maybe be worried about if it continues versus the Suns and kind of to close this season. Um, but I guess we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. And then a potential bugaboo. 
Uh, is anyone worried that Rocco is going to get enough time in the playoffs? I know Robert Flom is he probably not listening, uh, but if he is, he's probably nodding his head right now. Um, Robert Covington had 18 minutes in this one, pretty much evenly divided uh, between the first and second half, eight in the first, 10 in the second. Just feels like a potential pain point. I don't know. Um, again, this was one of the, the most complete performances um, by the Clippers this year in a win. Um, I, I'm not really counting that win on Friday. or It was a great win. I'm not pretending that. But in terms of rosters and things like that, this was maybe one of the more complete wins um, for the Clippers. Hats off to everybody on the team, really. Everyone played pretty well. Not a single person was in the minus, um, which is awesome. Amir Coffey, two minutes uh, of playing time. He's taken his, his role in stride, uh, which has been great, too. And, yeah, I don't know. We needed this win. We lock up that eighth seed. We finally beat the Pelicans, which apparently is the hardest thing to do for us this year. Um, I don't know. Let me know uh, over on Locked on Clips. Let Will and I know what you thought about this win. Good to see. Always good to see. Um, coming up, we are going to be talking the Luke Kennard Progress Report and Terrence Mann Vorp Watch. But first, we have to give you uh, just some knowledge when it comes to a fantastic protein bar. It's called Built Bar. They have a flavor for everybody. Coconut, Cherry Barcia, Raspberry, Mint Brownie, Double Chocolate, Salted Caramel, Strawberry Orange, Cookies and Cream, or German Chocolate. I've been enjoying, uh, actually, Built Bar Puffs, the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Not just a protein bar, a protein treat that comes in churro, coconut, and banana cream pie. Sounds fantastic. Bulk up, get some protein in you. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. These things, only 4 to 5 grams sugar, only 4 to 5 grams net carbs. Just, you know, it's fantastic. 17 to 18 grams of protein. You can't beat that. Uh, one more time, use promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right. Welcome to the Luke Kennard Progress Report and Terrence Mann Vorp Watch. We do this every Monday here on Locked on Clips. We're starting with Luke Kennard, um, who has been pretty pretty phenomenal uh, since the last Luke Kennard Progress Report. Against the Jazz, he was 6 of 9 from the field, 4 of 7 from 3. Finished with 17 points. This was the first Paul George game back. I think this is a game where we all thought, oh, this is this is what it looks like when teams can't scout Luke Kennard, you know, 2 or 3 um, on their scouting chart. They, he kind of gets lost. He doesn't get a big defender against him. He has a little more room to operate. Um, versus the Bulls, 3 of 8 from the floor, 2 of 5 from 3. Finished with 11 and 5. He was plus 2 in that loss, so... Not the best, but not the worst. Um, still, you know, 40% from three. Kind of kind of did all he could in that one. Um, at the Bucks, <laughs> you know, these kind of skewed things. Eight of 15 from the field. Three of eight from three. Finished with 23, four, and six. Plus 20 in that insane game that I, I will discuss later, but that was good to see. And then versus the Pels, five of eight from the field. Four of seven from three. Finished with 14 points. Plus 19 in 24 and a half minutes. Everything has looked better since Paul George has come back. The spacing, the attention away from him, its it was very clear how Paul George coming back was going to help Luke Kennard. And we saw it immediately. He also, since this Jazz game, has looked so much more confident with the ball in his hands. I think part of that might have been getting to go against uh, Jordan Clarkson a little bit, who is very bad at defense. He crossed him up, which was awesome to see. Um, but he's just looked... I don't know, the energy's been there. Um... It's been. We just kind of hope for more of the same. Um, it, it's kind of nice when these Luke Kennard progress reports are a little boring because he's just doing all the right stuff. Um, so hats off to him. And now, this kind of bridges into the Terrence Van Vorp watch, but 
I'm wondering, and I think a fair amount of people are too, is with the seemingly imminent return of Norm Powell, who will be playing um, in the playoffs for the Clippers and is a very good three-point shooter, I believe um, he's like 40% on catch-and-shoot three. So he's absolutely not a slouch. He's not as good as Luke Kennard. There's a roundabout way of getting to the tough question that Ty Lue will have coming up of what does Luke's minutes, you know, what do they look like in the playoffs? If you go kind of top eight, you know, you're looking at, you got PG, Reggie, Zoo, Morris, Batum. There's a starting five. Um, I think you put Terrence Mann ahead of him. I think you got to put Hartenstein ahead of him. And then you kind of have this, you know, canard, coffee, it's just a little interesting. I'm not sure what Ty is going to do. It's an embarrassment of riches is the other thing. This isn't a knock on Luke Kennard at all. He's the best three-point shooter in the league this year. Um, but it's a tough spot to be in, right? No one's saying that he shouldn't get time. But it's it's just a little interesting. Um, a lot of people on Twitter are kind of saying they'd rather have Luke than Reggie, which I don't really... Um, understand that all the way, but it's, I don't know, it's definitely a conundrum. Um, I'm hoping, I don't know, thankfully we have, like, Ty is going to figure this out, um, which is, <laughs> which is good to see, but it's not going to be easy, it's not going to be easy at all. Um, this, and also, how many more minutes does Terrence get than Luke? Because we talked about, you know, regular season, Luke Kennard, infinitely valuable. Playoffs, also valuable, but Terrence Mann does some things better than Luke Kennard. And they're kind of closer to each other in terms of, you know, spots in this rotation. That brings us to Terrence Mann Vorp Watch. For those of you unfamiliar with advanced stats, if you are unfamiliar with advanced stats, my hat's off to you for probably leading a more fulfilling life um, than those of us with some knowledge of advanced stats are doing. Um, Vorp is the value over a replacement player. It's a cumulative stat kind of taken throughout the year. It's a bit wonky. No one thinks it's a perfect stat. Uh, but it's a nice way to quantify, you know, how much impact a player has. And it gives us an excuse to talk Terrence Mann, which we love doing. Um, like I said, this uh, this stat is cumulative throughout the year. Last year, he was a .6 for the whole year. This season, he's at a .7. Way to go, Terrence. He has improved on his VORP since the last Terrence Mann VORP watch. Um, 8-2-3 versus the Jazz. Zero turnovers in 22 minutes. Finished plus 8. Four field goal attempts. First, the Bulls, 4-3-2, one turnover in 20 minutes, minus two, four field goals again. Four, <laughs> one at the Bucks, 18-3-5, three, three turnovers in just under 32 minutes, 12 field goal attempts, skewed because no one was playing. And then versus the Pels, 15-3-3, one turnover in 20 minutes, 12 field goal attempts. We just talked about how kind of seamless it was for Luke Kennard to fit back in. Terrence has a different time fitting back in with um, Paul George and you know Norm Powell coming back. Um, not as clean of a fit, right? And this is because Luke Kennard does one thing the best in the league. He's the best shooter in the league. You put him out there, you know what he's going to do when he gets the ball. Terrence Mann can do a little bit of everything-ish, so it's hard to figure out space when you're out there with someone who gets gravity and as much usage um, as Paul George. I do, however, think because of what we just mentioned, what makes it difficult in the regular season, he will be getting time over Luke in the playoffs. Um, it is... It's a weird problem. Uh, it's a good problem to have, but 
I don't know. I mean, Terrence Mann has continued to kind of end this season on a, a tear for the most part. You know, I, I just read off a couple of those stats. You know, 8-2-3 and three and 4-3-2 and two aren't exactly jumping off the page at you, but, you know, he was plus 8 in that game versus the Jazz, and he was efficient, right? You know, 8 points on 4 field goal attempts, not really something to to be mad at at all. Um, it's It's been a hell of a season for both these guys. I mean, it's, it's Luke Kennard's best shooting season of, you know, um, his career. Terrence Mann started the season a little shaky. Maybe shaky is not the right word. A little young. I think, you know, we saw, um, we saw how good he was in that Utah game in the playoffs, and it gave some people a very, very interesting idea of what he was going to be. But he's, he's capping off the season as well as you possibly can, and he's going to be huge off the bench I in the playoffs. I think that Ty Lue We've seen him kind of expand the rotation. He's a tinker. We're not going to see just the same eight guys. He might expand it to ten when guys are coming back. We don't know what Norm Powell's ramp-up time looks like. Maybe we see Kennard earlier um, in the playoffs, and then maybe that has to fade away. Um, or maybe it switches out. And then who knows what the hell's happening um, uh, with, with Kawhi. If he comes back, things get even more interesting. But all I'm saying is maybe we we might see less Kennard um, in this regular season as... Ty tries to figure out some of these um, playoff rotations. We have to remember that this is the first time Covington and PG are playing together. They should be leaned on a lot in the playoffs. Um, we know we're going to have to see the a small ball five lineup trotted out at some point uh, before the season ends that consists of Rocco, Batum, PG. Um, there's two other spots in that small ball lineup. I like Luke out there, maybe with Terrence. That's weird and fun. Um, maybe, But there's limited spots for Luke and Terrence when you consider that two of PG, Rocco, or um, Batum, and Morris should be on the court at all times in the playoffs. So a lot to figure out for Ty Lue. Just a fantastic update, though, for, for the Terrence Man Watch and for Luke Kennard Progress Report. Let us know if these are your favorite segments. Uh, a lot of people from Ohio used to be mad at us for the Luke Kennard Progress Report, but that wasn't our fault. We weren't the ones not playing Luke Kennard. Um, coming up, we're going to be talking uh, the Freshies, Norm Powell with some fresh hype, I guess. Some fresh records broken for the Clips. And then fresh scheduling, uh, which everyone loves to talk about. But first, got to give a shout to Bet Online. Hope you've been watching some college basketball, making some money. I've lost a couple bucks. That's, that's sometimes just as fun as winning, except for the part where you don't have any uh, more money. You need to check out Bet Online. Um, for all the latest odds, contests, and player props, BetOnline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's not just basketball. There's football. I would try, honestly, I'd maybe bet the over on the Dolphins' win totals. I am so excited for the Dolphins this year. If you're listening to this and you have a Dolphins podcast, I would love to come on and talk about how I am just fully hyped um, and I'm going to put my money where my mouth is on bet online. thankfully. I can also bet on some Vegas casino games, which is always a good time. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action at BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, welcome to the Freshies. Excuse me, taking a sip of my Victory Whiskey Soda. Every Monday we do the Freshies. We had a lot on Monday episodes here on uh, Locked on Clips. Where we're talking new guys, new themes with the team, new whatever. Um, and now we have new hype. Norm Powell potentially back soon. He posted a picture on IG that said, See y'all, with the eyes emoji. Love that. People are scuttlebutting that it might be Wednesday, but Luke Kennard said, or excuse me, not Luke Kennard, Ty Lue said before the Pels game 
that he doesn't know whether Norm will be able to practice um, Monday or Tuesday before that game. Who knows? But also, he was warming up pregame and looked pretty pretty good. It was a pretty rigorous shoot-around. I don't know where it was with the Kawhi level of, uh, you know, that, but it's good to see him moving around. The, the bottom line is people are excited. La Murray phrased a tweet today that, you know, kind of Norm Powell's coming back soon. Seems inevitable at this point. And, yeah, let's get hyped. We are 99% of the way to a full roster. Yes, that last 1% is a very important 1%. Um, I'm not trying to say that at all. But we got a fighting chance with the way this team is playing, the feeling around it. It's... I, we've talked about it on this pod before, but every year they're like, this is an 8 seed that you want to look out for. This is an actual 8 seed you want to look out for. Um, if things keep coalescing in this direction. It's, it's. I don't know. I'm trying to temper my expectations right now. I don't know where my tinfoil hat stuff is because I think all the stuff's just happening. So I don't know if at one point something, if, if it becomes a conspiracy, once it becomes actually what's happening, if you have to do away with the tinfoil. We're having a bit of a crisis because of the hype. Either way, get hyped. Norm Powell should be back at some point um, before the play-in game. We hope he is, too. Um, fresh records broken for the Clips. By now, you've hopefully heard that the Clippers scored 153 versus the Bucks, setting a record for regular season points in a game. Robert Covington now holds the Clips record for threes in a game with 11? I I don't know. Amir had a career-high 32 on 10 of 16 shooting, plus six boards and seven assists. This is the... No one was playing in this game of note. I don't mean that disrespectfully to anyone on the Clippers or the Bucks. If you're listening, you know what I mean. There was no Giannis, there was no PG, there was no Reggie, there was no uh, Batum, there was no Morris, there was no Lopez, there was no uh, Holiday. Like, this was... Anything could have happened in this game, and anything pretty much did. The Clippers put up 153. Um, I think this win, Will and I discussed last week on the, the pod kind of how this season stacks up to, you know, like the 18-19s um, and things like that. And, I mean, this this game versus the Bucks has cemented this as the most... I don't know if interesting is the right word because I want a word more positive than interesting, if that makes sense. Just how fun and deep and weird that this season has been. And I wouldn't necessarily feel it would be this weird if this specific win didn't happen. This win makes no sense. Um, but this season has been so special. Everything's coalescing or feels like it is at the right time. There's never been, you know, even when things were not good with the with just some rough performances and things like that, it, the belief was never gone. You know, there was never this idea of, oh, we can pack it in um, or they are going to pack it in or I wouldn't blame them for packing it in. They just kept going. Um, and games like this against the Bucks. While very rare, obviously, are a glimpse into what happens when you have elite coaching, elite talent, and just elite belief from top to bottom for this Clippers team. Hats off to this Clippers team. Some of the most fun I've had watching um, the Clippers play basketball. So it's it's just been a great season. we got to give a shout-out to the AC Clippers. The Agua Caliente Clippers clinched the number two seed and will play in the first ever home playoff game uh, on Thursday, April 7th at 7 p.m. in Toyota Arena. Hell yeah, way to go, AC Clippers. Um, let's get this dub. Bring it home. Bring, bring home that G League championship. Hope your Armenian sniper gets a couple shots up. And then finally, the final two games of the Clippers season have been scheduled, both at 6.30 p.m. on April 9th and 10th, with the game versus the Thunder, most likely, funnily enough, being the final NBA regular season game. Pretty cool, I guess, for all the schedule heads out there. Um, 
yeah, that about wraps it up uh, here at Locked On Clips. Again, we're coming at you, Clippers fans, Monday through Friday, five days a week, 7 a.m., kill some windshield time, make us your first listen. The vibes are right. The vibes are so good right now. We are peaking at the right time, like me at a dubstep concert when I was in college, if everything was going well. Tuesday's episode, we're going to be doing Twitter Tuesday, so send your questions into at Locked On Clips. Potential tinfoil Tuesday, who knows? We're definitely going to be talking some playoff rotation minutes. Got to get the opinions up, Dyke, on what we're doing with Luke Kennard and all that good stuff. And, of course, whatever else happens between now and then in Clipperland, if you'd like to review us, you can review us over on uh, the podcast app. Spotify is also doing star reviews now. You throw us a five-star review, we'd be very happy. Four-star review, not as happy or pretty hyped. Three stars, do your thing. Two, okay, one, I don't know. Tell us, we'll improve on whatever you need. Um, we'll do our best to read your review out here in a timely manner. If we don't, we apologize. One more time, this has been Locked on Clips, five days a week. I have been Positive Chuck Mockler, and we will talk to you tomorrow.